0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with, I almost said fellow man child. It's not fellow man child, it's oh, Dub Demise, Mark Webber. Yep. Yeah, I took I took your I took your line because I'm thinking it's the Rick and Johnny podcast, and it's not. It's the onside kick. We're here talking football, and we're getting closer to the draft mark, closer
2: and closer. And as you were saying before we started to record, you can't wait for the draft. And it's so it's so close. It's almost here. Uh, we've been talking about it for so long. I just mm-hmm. want it to happen. I just want to know.
1: And and we did a full first round mock draft first part of me is like, oh, why am I telling you this? Because it's going to be posting the same day as this podcast comes out. So if you haven't checked it out, go to the YouTube page and check that podcast out. But before we get into what we're talking about today, we welcome in patron Christian. Let me go through some quick housekeeping for you guys. If you're new and you want to help support MVP, go check out patreon.com backslash most podcast. Christian, who's actually on the podcast today. That's how he is. He helps support us and he, is on the show each and every month. Also, if you want to get yourself an MVP t-shirt, go and check out the store link down below in the description. podcast.com. that's where you're going to catch MVP each and every day. And last but not least, if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, go give the Onside Kick a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. And, Mark, we're talking Des Bryant and draft basically we're going to look at draft topics like the chargers looking for a quarterback in the second round will the eagles trade up for a Cortland sutton will the colts trade back but what we're going to start the podcast with is a topic picked by our own christian our own patron christian how you doing tonight i'm good what's going on everybody Doing great.
2: Recording podcasts.
1: This was something that I know as soon as it went, I'm like, you know what? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about Des Bryant. Where is he basically going to land? What's the landing spot for Des Bryant? And Christian, before I throw it to you like I always do, Des Bryant's kind of picked some teams that he already wants to go to. There's three of them. Mark, let us know again. You have the list in front of you. What three teams? Has Des Bryant picked that he wants to go to? He says his top preferences
2: doesn't mean that the teams might, you know, they might not agree that they want him, mm-hmm. but his top preferences are the Giants, the Rams, and the Raiders.
1: So, Christian, I'm going to let you start. First off, from those three teams, do you think Des Bryant either fits in or goes to any of those teams? And if not, who's the best landing spot for Des Bryant?
0: So in my opinion, out of those three teams, I don't think the Rams make too much sense just in terms of cap space. I mean, with all the additions they made on the defense, I don't think they have enough to pay Des. Um, the Giants out of those three would be my pick just because, I mean, you could probably release Brandon Marshall. Yeah, it'll be some dead cap. Or if you want to keep him around, I know Sterling Shepard is coming off an injury also. But him with OBJ, maybe give one last hurrah to Eli while you... You know, uh, have a quarterback behind him sitting would be best in my mind. But I think instead of those three teams, I think the team that should be really going for him is the San Francisco 49ers. They have the cap space to do it. John Lynch has already proven that he's ultra aggressive in the off season. I think that this could be a perfect match with him, Jimmy G. I mean, Marquise Goodwin was a good wide receiver, but if you can add someone like Des or someone with the skill set of Des Bryant, it, it could help. Change that offense into what fits Jimmy G the best.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I think my my first thing I thought of with with Des Bryant, um, the Packers was my fear, and I and part of that's because you know I think it was Sean Anderson that really. Mm-hmm. wants him for some reason to go to the Packers. Um I don't think he actually wants it. He just called it. Uh, well that's why he wants it. Like he wants his to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um but the 49ers was the one to me because I feel like the 49ers were a team that I expected to get one of the the really big free agents, uh free agent wide receivers when the offseason first started. Um and they didn't. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. get one of these these top guys that I really expected. So It's like, okay, you know, are you going to go into the draft? Are you just going to work with what you got? You know, do you feel like maybe this isn't the year where you strike? So you'll just build up. Who knows? You don't want to spend too much money. So Des Bryant kind of makes sense in that case. You know, I also think about the Washington Redskins, which are not one of his his top teams. Um, But just because I know he said he wants to play the Cowboys twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, You know, part of me is a little bit of like, yeah, you don't have to be petty but at the same time I'm like man I love I love it because you're like you guys wronged me I'm going to come back here and I'm going to show you what happened uh but it would be really cool to see him on that team because of uh you know he has a good quarterback with Alex Smith you want to have some some capabilities there the kind of criticism from Kirk Cousins time with the Redskins is that they let all his weapons go essentially and didn't mm-hmm. give him good adequate replacements mm-hmm. um So it would be interesting, but, you know, my fear I want to put out there with Des Bryant simply is the fact of, you know, and and maybe some some Des Bryant fans are going to get mad at me for saying it, but his production's been going down and down ever since Tony Romo hasn't been his quarterback, really.
1: Now, here's the thing I'm thinking is there's a couple of teams. First off, the three that he mentioned, the Giants would be great, but they only have about five million cap space. The Raiders I don't see as an option because, one, I don't see John Gruden wanting to bring in Des Bryant basically because the way John Gruden likes to work is he likes to bring in veterans that are going to help build his culture, that are going to help real guys in and instill what he wants to do. Des Bryant isn't going to do that. If there's like, I don't mean to say that Des Bryant is not T.O. levels of prima donna. But he does fit the mold of prima madonna wide receiver, especially when he's not getting his touches, getting his receptions. Plus, they just brought on Jordy Nelson. They've got him and mm-hmm. Cooper. They don't need to pay for a big mm-hmm. wide receiver. Go get one in the draft. Then, like Christian said, like the Rams, they went and traded for Brandon Cooks. They don't have a ton of cap space. It wouldn't be smart for the Rams to go ahead and pay Des Bryant what I'm assuming he's looking for. So, for me, leaves a couple of teams. I like what – You said I was actually thinking about the Redskins. You kind of took that out of the brain from me. I'm not going to harp into that because you brought it up pretty well. The 49ers were another team where I was like, you know what? That would be really good. They've got the cap space to make it work as well. But one of the teams that I really look at, and the big thing that it comes to Des, is it's not just that you need a wide receiver. He's got to fit the mold also and a team that I think should go after him. this might be an under-the-radar team, the Denver Broncos. They've got just under $14 million. This is a team that on the last years with Samuels and Thomas, they just brought in a guy like Case Keenum to be the guy, and everything that they have said, everything that they've said is saying that Case is our guy. He's the quote-unquote Missing piece in Denver. You just released C.J. Anderson this week. So I'm looking draft. First round, you're probably not going to go with a wide receiver at five. Second round, you're probably not going to go with a wide receiver anyways because you're probably going to take one of those day two running backs to fill the hole that C.J. now leaves him being released. Because you're not probably going to get a wide receiver until the late second, maybe third round, Why not bring in a Des Bryant to give Case Keenum that weapon that you need? And John Elway is a guy who has rolled the dice before in the past. However, will this be a roll the dice that works for him or doesn't work for him in Des Bryant? I could see the Broncos saying, here's a one-year deal. Prove
2: it to us. Potentially, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I think that he might get a one-year deal somewhere, and he might be at that point where – it's going to be very interesting to see if does he want to get more money or does he want to just get a ring because he mm-hmm. was going to say that he was expecting a pay cut from the Cowboys and he most likely would have taken a pay cut from the Cowboys. But it just wasn't offered to them.
1: Mm-hmm. What I think right. would be
2: interesting with you know the teams that he mentions, the Giants being the one I want to talk about, is what what do you think? Let's say that tomorrow or today, whatever, they get Des Bryant on the mm-hmm. Giants do you then go and get a quarterback in the draft, or do you hammer down and say, We want one Super Bowl here out of Eli and go get Saquon Barkley?
1: Christian, I'm gonna let well, you answer first.
0: Ah, uh, see that's tough because that was gonna be the same scenario I was gonna hold for Denver, where if they picked up Des, you know, they can then go ahead and get Saquon with the five pick with only the three teams ahead of them all looking at quarterbacks. But if New York Giants actually go ahead and go that route and pick up Des then I don't see why not I mean if you can kind of wait maybe get a later round quarterback maybe could trade back up back into the first round maybe pick up someone like Lamar Jackson you Mm -hmm. know someone like that but I think if they can somehow manage that with the cap space and get Des to kind of prove it as on a one year deal then I think that's exactly what they should do because I mean Saquon is obviously a beast and if you give Eli the time he needs um, with that offensive line I mean it was Completely trashed last year. I mean, people were roasting them left and right. I mean, Sean O'Hare was on that—I um, want to say that radio—that radio show, just ripping them and ripping them. But if if they go that route, then they have to be all in on it. I mean, they have a good defense as it is. I know they just released JPP or they traded him away, but um, with Jack Rabbit back there playing corner, I think that they can do it. I also like Landon Collins. See,
1: I'm on the side where. If that happened tomorrow, and if I was, I'm putting myself into the shoes of a Giant fan. If I woke up tomorrow, I'm in New York City, I'm in a Giants hat, I'm in a Giants comforter, I'm a Giants fan. I would personally hate the move. I would hate it. And the reason why I would hate it is I would say to myself, did we not learn anything from last year? Did we not learn anything from that? Did we not learn anything From bringing in Brandon Marshall, who is one of these wide receivers, Ricky bought into the hype, Giants are going to win the Super Bowl, basically kiss to death them right there when I said it. Brandon Marshall going to bring that veteran experience, be the number two to OBJ. On paper, I feel like OBJ, Brandon Marshall, and Dez Bryant would be phenomenal, but that's it. Like That's a Madden roster to me. That's a Madden wide receiver core that's winning a Super Bowl. That's not a real life wide receiver core that is winning a Super Bowl for Eli. And even if they did get Des Bryant, if I'm Pat Shermer, I'm still going with quarterback. Because guess what? Even though I get a Super Bowl, Eli leaves in two years. What do I got?
2: You got Webb. You got Webb. Yeah,
1: we got Jamarcus. <laughs> we got we got Davis Webb. I almost said Jamarcus Webb, but we got Davis Webb. I'm not believing in there Davis Webb. Plus, with the running back, I like Wayne Gall- I like Wayne Gallman. And also, they just picked up Jonathan Stewart. So, I mean, with the running back position, it's a little bit better than what it was last year. But not great. I would not like Dez to the Giants. The one team in the NFC East, it's not going to happen, so don't throw it out there. But that I would love on paper is the Eagles. Go to the Super Bowl champions, see the Cowboys twice a year, have a better chance to win your Super Bowl. But they only have just under, what? not just under two, they have 1.5 million dollars in cap space, which they're not even going to even offer him with that much. There's two teams that I'm thinking of, though.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: One is a team that's interested in him, but is he interested in them? They're a team that has about $8.5 million in cap. That's the Baltimore Ravens. They need a wide receiver. Are they going to get that wide receiver in the first? If they get a Dez, then they can be a team That goes with like a Rashawn Evans, an inside linebacker with that first round pick potentially instead of getting a Cortland Sutton, a Calvin Ridley. The other team is the Seattle Seahawks. They're a team that has a little bit more cap than the Ravens. Pete Carroll's a guy where personal issues don't matter to him. If you can ball, you can be on that team. And they're a team that needs a secondary option along, along with doug baldwin they need someone so that's a team i'm looking at do the seahawks throw out a flyer where it's like here's a one-year contract come play for us prove it and give russell wilson a weapon
2: they certainly could and i I mean it would be helpful for the team obviously um especially a team that is kind of falling off they need something to kind of kickstart them back to the way they were Mm -hmm. um and you mentioned the perfect thing with pete carroll not caring about potential character issues but i you know, I really wonder. I mean, he how had Des-
1: Lynch on the team. How many? Yeah. How many coaches mm-hmm. would tell him to cut the shit when it was the? I'm just here so I don't get fined.
2: Yeah, I think that Des Bryant in what? this case, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's the kind of thing where I think it'll work if they win, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't, yeah. if they don't <laughs> win games, then it'll be a disaster in that case. And uh, your other team what was your other team again. The Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, there's certainly a team that's gotta gotta play around a little bit to make it work, um, but it would certainly be be helpful. I mean, Joe Flacco would love it.
1: What are you thinking about, Christian?
0: See, I I agree with Mark's point where if you're winning, then absolutely it works. I mean, but the, I believe I read a report in this past off season where they were getting rid of so many players because they wanted to have a quieter locker room. Mm-hmm. And if you and if, with being Seattle, if you're not winning so many games, Des has been known to have not necessarily outbursts, but moments on the sidelines where you could see him kind of getting a little uppity, getting rowdy, and kind of yelling at teammates, whether that be encouragement or just you know yelling at them to do better. So if, it, if, if Seattle can win with Des Bryant, then absolutely I don't see Pete Carroll having an issue with it. But with them trying to go to a quieter roster, kind of a little bit more under-the-radar type, I don't, I don't see it happening for Seattle.
1: Now, I'm going to sound crazy here. But the big thing, first off, this is the non-crazy part. The big thing with Dez is this needs to be a culture shock for him. It needs to be a, holy crap, I can't be the same guy I was. If we're losing, I can't be the guy that has the right. I basically can't be the prima donna wide receiver out there. I'm not getting enough receptions, enough passes thrown my way. I can't be that prima donna. Here's the crazy part. What would you think, Mark, I'm going to use the same scenario you said, but I'm going to go to Christian first with what he thinks. Mm-hmm. You wake up tomorrow, you look at your phone, first thing you see on Twitter, the New England Patriots have signed Des Bryant. What do you think?
0: That's exactly what I was about to bring up when you brought up culture shock. I think if he goes there with them having $14 million in cap space, he can make some noise. I mean, with Gronk still kind of mulling retirement, if you bring someone like Des in, that would probably kind of sway him to – Gronkowski can to kind of stay. I know he's still on his rookie, I, maybe not a rookie contract, but I think he's only do like eight million this year for his salary. Um, so I think they could do it. Um, however, if it doesn't work out, you can probably see kind of like a similar scenario to what they did with Shadow Ochocinco when mm-hmm. he went to the Super Bowl. Or Great Randy wide receivers. Yeah. Well, um, well, Randy Moss broke the uh, touchdown record mm-hmm. didn't he, in in single season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's. There's, there's a high ceiling there, or there's a really low basement with, like, a Chad Ochocinco. Exactly.
2: And I, and I think that's an important thing to remember with, uh, you know, you're mentioning Chad Ochocinco, but I, I think the Patriots is when he went back to Chad Johnson, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Uh, you know, and it really was not a good fit. You know, him um, being on the Patriots, like, yes, he's there uh, for a Super Bowl game and. They'd lose, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert. But he's there, but it wasn't really a good uh, combination. I mean Do
1: you think Des would be a good fit with the Patriots? Because the way I'm looking at it is like Christian said, Gronkowski only do eight million this year, nine million next year before he's an unrestricted free agent. They just get rid of Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. which opens up a spot for them to potentially go with a Des Bryant, but the Patriots don't need to make this move.
0: Yeah, And Danny Amendola. He
1: goes to Miami. mm -hmm. True. They lost Danny Amendola as well. I
2: really don't kind of think it matters because Tom Brady works with whatever he's got. I mean, he's one Mm -hmm. of those guys. that He he makes Mm -hmm. the receivers look better. Would it be nice to have somebody of high level of talent? Sure. But once again, Des Bryant's been the guy who's falling off a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, if this was 2014, 2013, you know, for Des Bryant – Than him going to the Patriots, just give him the Super Bowl. You know, just give him the (laughs) Lombardi already. Uh, But it's not. It's 2018 right now. Uh, A lot has happened in Des in Des Bryant's career, and it's just not really working out. But the interesting thing, I think, because there was overlap where he wasn't playing as well with Tony Romo, but a Mm -hmm. lot of him not playing well has been with with Dak Prescott. Prescott. So, you know, Mm -hmm. what's that going to mean? I mean, sure, for Dak Prescott, but really what's that going to mean for Des Bryant? Does Mm -hmm. a new quarterback really kind of rejuvenate his career and get him maybe one more or two more really high productive years? Or are we going to see a, you know, Chad Johnson on the Patriots who he's lucky if he sees the field, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, last year, last year wasn't a bad year when it came to – Des Bryant and his usage the first year with Dak absolutely horrible where yeah I know he still got 96 targets but he only had 50 receptions and he was being a prima donna about Dak's not throwing me the ball enough and I'm not liking Mm -hmm. how I'm being used in this offense where I believe that Des always thought if Cole Beasley has more targets than me and more receptions than me that's a problem because I'm the number one on this team. Last year was a little different. 69 receptions, but he had 132 targets. The most targets that he's had since the 2014 mm-hmm. season when he had 136. It's not the 159 that he had 113, but it's in that average that he had 112, 113, and 114. The thing that I think, there's a lot of teams that could sign Des Bryant. I know that. Patriot fans in the comment sections are probably going to throw out. Ricky, why are you bringing up the Patriots? We bring in Cordell Patterson to be a second um, option guy. We bring in uh, Jordan Jordan Matthews from Buffalo. He's going to be in the starting rotation with Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman. The big thing is who's going to take that stab? Who's going to say, you know what, we're going to throw this f- flyer out there. And just to kind of end this, Christian, we'll start with you, then go to Mark. I'll end it. Give your prediction. We wake up tomorrow. If Des Bryant signs tomorrow, we're waking up opening Twitter, and we are saying Des Bryant signed with blank. Finish the sentence.
0: So I have two teams that really come to mind. Um, One is going to be my dark horse. Um, I say Tennessee. It Mm, makes sense. Give Marcus Mariota an option. Derrick Henry, he's proven to be a stud running back, and they have the cap space. I believe they have $36 million in cap space this year. You can even sign Dez to a long-term contract and get it done. I'm not sure if Eric Decker's still there. Um, I don't know what his current contract situation is, but I think that's a good fit. However, where I think makes the most sense would still end up being the 49ers. I just don't see how it don't make sense. Um, the cap space is there. Lynch is there. I mean, Jimmy G is a hot commodity right now in the NFL. So it just it makes too much sense for it not to happen to me, in my opinion. Mark, what are you going with?
2: Yeah, it's a tough one right now because we've heard what Dez is interested in. At least I have not seen a lot of what teams are interested in Dez. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the hard thing. And I do have that question of, you know, does it really hurt him to be released now? You know, where if he was around the same time as AR 15 and stuff like that coming out right at the beginning, does he get one of those? you know, higher contract. Type Cause of like, offers. holy
1: shit, we missed out on Arab, Let's go for Des.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now with that being said, I still think the San Francisco 49ers are that team that didn't get as much and the Ravens are the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that if, if it were to be tomorrow, it would have to be one of those two teams in my eyes, the Ravens or the 49ers, you know, we hear what Dez is interested in, but I really haven't heard those teams express a ton of interest back there hasn't been a ton really talked about about teams that are the front runners of being interested in Des Bryant. Um so the big question mark is going to be, you know, as we're here in Chicago, remember when you know a guy like Brian Erlacher had his chance to mm-hmm. go see who was interested and learned really quickly, nobody. Nobody really was. Mm-hmm. Um at least not at a price that he thought was worth it. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that Des Bryant's going to be forced to retire because that's not at all. Mm -hmm. But is Des Bryant going to have a reality check of, huh, not as many people are interested in me right now as I thought they would be.
1: Now here's two thoughts that are going on through my head. The first thought is if he signs with a team that has contentions to maybe win a Super Bowl, we will wake Mm -hmm. up and see him sign with the Baltimore Ravens to where I feel like it'll be, you know what? The options I wanted weren't there. The Ravens are interested in me fuck it, I'm going to sign that deal. But there are two teams, and they're the two teams that have the most cap space of any two teams in the league, the Browns and the Colts. Those are two teams that I'm not going out on a limb saying he's going to sign with either of those, but I would love to see just that nobody wants me. Like even the, Let's say the Ravens, where it's like they don't sign them by draft, they get a Cortland Sutton, and it's like, okay, we don't need Dez anymore. I would love to see him. All right, I'm going to sign a one-year deal, prove it, with either the Colts, who could use an option, next to T.Y. Hilton with Andrew Luck coming back. Let's see if he's throwing actual footballs by then and not just the mini Nerf footballs. Or the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Like, hey, we're trying to build something here in Cleveland. We just gave Jarvis Landry money. We got an option there. Josh Gordon's looking good coming back. We got a young quarterback. We maybe got Saquon Barkley. We maybe got weapons on offense. We got Tyrod as the starter. Cleveland can sit back and wait to see what it is, but my realistic option is that he will sign with the Baltimore Ravens. But this is where I want to turn it on to you guys. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Where do you think Des Bryant's going to sign? Give me a dark horse. The camera's out, so you're looking at the logo right now. Let us know. Where do you think Des Bryant is going to sign? want to thank Christian for joining us and supporting us on Patreon. Thank you. Christian, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure.
0: Always is. Thank you. Can't, Can't wait to be on again.
1: Let's move on, though, into our next topic, Mark. And what we're looking at now for the rest of the podcast is draft, draft, and then some more draft. And we are looking first at... The Indianapolis Colts, as an article on NFL.com, as I was kind of perusing today, had some bullet points of some notes. And some of our topics are actually coming from this one article. And at number three, this is something that I've been thinking that the Colts should do, hashtag team trade down. Number three says Colts are looking to trade down again. So here's the question that I want to ask you. If the Colts trade down from number six, Who is going to be the team to trade up to number 6?
2: The obvious answers are going to be teams like Buffalo uh, or the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are the two obvious ones because these are people who would need to get back up. But I actually wonder if that is going to be unrealistic. Not for the teams to have the ability to get up because the Bills could definitely do it and the Cardinals Mm -hmm. could figure something out. But – if we go with the kind of common expectation right now, and that's going to be quarterback, 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 somebody, maybe quarterback. Yeah. Um, You know, let's say that only three quarterbacks go because John Elway's, you know, he he goes with, you know, who knows, Quentin Nelson. Who yeah. cares?
1: Like how both of us had non-quarterback to the Broncos.
2: So there's a quarterback available, but it's the fourth best quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's also this thing going on, and something of it might have come from this Same article, I don't know, something I was reading today uh, where a few different NFL executives and personnel people were saying that they think that if anybody is likely to fall – Quarterback wise, it's Josh Rosen. Yep, Josh Rosen's the guy that's going to fall.
1: That's in the same article as well. That yeah, Josh is going to be the one that falls.
2: Which, if that happens, I think fantastic for the Bills trade up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if maybe they don't like Josh Rosen, or maybe he doesn't fall, and it's Baker Mayfield or something like that, but they don't like Baker. You know, who knows what it's going to be? They don't like the guy, whatever it might be. I think it's going to be a little less likely for <laughs> one of these teams to trade up. I think it might be more likely for let's say the Chicago Bears, to make a trade.
1: Damn it! You took my team. Right. I was like, you know what? Chicago, like, he's not going to say it. Chicago. He does it. He does it, but here's the, here's the thing that I was going to look at. Uh-huh. You know why I was saying that? Not for a quarterback, for Denzel Ward. Because who also needs a cornerback? The Bucks. The Buccaneers. So I could see the Bears here's the thing. trading to six to Anything try to get Ward. that Chicago
2: Ordnate needs, <laughs> the Buccaneers need as well. <laughs> True. So... They can Thank easily you, kind of screw yeah, right. <laughs> they can easily kind of screw up Ryan Pace's draft mm-hmm. plans. Um and it really depends because it doesn't matter, you know, with the quarterbacks and things like that. But let's say that on the Chicago Bears board, it simply goes, We have zero interest in Saquon Barkley, uh, we want Quentin Nelson, we want Denzel Ward or Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. You know, those are our guys who are our top. But who, those guys by the way, go. By the way,
1: Bradley Chubb, I'm just saying here, Von Miller has just said that Bradley Chubb's a combination of Von Miller, which is himself, yeah. and Khalil Mack.
2: Yeah. Um, I can see it. Now, you know, if that type of thing happens where the Chicago Bears might feel like we have to get above the Buccaneers, there might be only one person left. Maybe it is Denzel Ward mm-hmm. or it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, and they're like, well, we really think the Bucks are going to take him, so we have to get above them. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the Bucks, uh, or I'm sorry, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Chicago Bears. I think a few of those teams passed, um, you know, past that kind of, what we talk about the four or five through eight range, whether it's a Raiders that really, really fall in love with somebody or the Dolphins that really want somebody, not a quarterback. Um, and they want to kind of get above some of these guys, but I honestly kind of feel that the most likely one, um... Kind of Chicago. <gasps> I'm Just like last week when uh-huh. I said the Dolphins,
1: you are like, oh, you took it. for yeah. It wasn't last week. It was like two weeks ago when we talked Josh Rosen. You did the same thing to me. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to go quarterback-wise. Oh, you mentioned Josh Rosen. But, no, the Bears for me could be the one. And for the Colts, here's the thing I just want to say about the Colts with why I am for team trade-down because I don't know if I've ever on a podcast explained that where – The big thing for me when they were at three was Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. Oh, they could go Quentin Nelson. No, get out of here. Bradley Chubb. Then they moved back to six. Guess who was still in play? Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. They moved back to eight. We'll just say that because we both said the Bears. Guess who could still be in play at eight? Bradley Mm. Chubb. It could be. I don't know about
2: that. Could be. I would Could be, be. I would be would incredibly all, surprised. It would
1: all be then depending on who the Bucs would then take at with uh, Bradley Chubb or Minka Fitzpatrick. The bigger point of why I'm team trade down is let's say the Colts don't get Bradley Chubb because they traded back. I don't know about you. Bradley Chubb is really good. He's the number one defensive end in this draft. But I really like Marcus Davenport. I'd be happy with Marcus Davenport. So it's like Mm -hmm. whether they trade with the Bears, whether they trade with a Dolphins who need a quarterback, whether they trade with a Bills who need a quarterback, any of those three teams the Colts can trade with. And, yeah, we might not get Bradley Chubb, but we can still get Marcus Davenport and accumulate those picks in later rounds.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're going to have options. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be an option as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know that – I honestly don't know that – Bradley Chubb is going to be there for the Colts right now at six because he I really think the Broncos, Broncos, there's a good chance they take him. Uh, the Giants, there's a slim chance that they take him. The Browns have a slightly larger chance, but still it's mm-hmm. kind of small. But the Broncos for me, you know, I I mean, we both said Quentin Nelson in our, in our latest mock draft, but I really think that Bradley Chubb could be a great option for them to just say, you know what? We're going to go ahead and bring back this great defense, the thing that won us a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. not too long ago. We have a quarterback who's, you know, he's honestly probably going to play at the level that Peyton Manning, well, better at the level than Peyton Manning played when he won that Super Bowl. You know, we have enough that if we had that really good defense, we can do exactly what Minnesota just did, exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars tried to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We can just do that. Well, I shouldn't say they tried to do because they got to the same level that the— Minnesota Vikings did, but Which still.
1: I was listening to Dud Gottlieb today on mm-hmm. The um the Herd, and what he said, and I want to hear what you think about this, is he? they were talking about the NBA, but he compared it to Peyton Manning, where he said, like, Peyton Manning was never like, uh, oh my god, he has a great arm and he's, like, an amazing arm talent. It was, no, he's pretty, like, he's got a pretty good arm, but he did enough well To win games and win Super Bowls to where he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've seen, but it's not like, oh my God, Peyton Manning's arm, look at those deep balls. He's like, look at those amazing tight spirals he's thrown for 70 yards.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I guess I guess so. I, I really think that for anybody the thing that we talk about with Peyton Manny is the field general. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guy who goes out there, picks apart your defense, changes the play what it five
1: is. times and then finds yeah. what'll work.
2: You know, he doesn't necessarily need to have that deep ball because he's gonna figure out, all right, well, I haven't even said anything yet, mm-hmm. but that's where the hole in this defense is gonna be. Yeah. You know. He did that. That's what he mm-hmm. he really was a part of. Um you know, Bradley Chubb easily could go to the Colts at six. There's there's no reason why he can't, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't count out the Broncos. The thing I didn't ask you, are you team trade down? Are you
1: in f- favor of team trade down or are you a favor of Colts? Whether Bradley Chubb is there or not, make your pick because you can probably get Chubb to help your defense or you can get Quentin Nelson to help Andrew Luck.
2: Um, I wouldn't say that I am fully on team trade down, Uh, but... When I see him on TV, I kind of root a little bit is what I would say. (laughs) You know, I I totally am for the Colts trading down because Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck's not going to be here day one anyways. So this year is going to once again be a little bit of a wash. You know, you got a little bit of time before you're back in the swing of things. So, sure, get as much as you can. But I'm not going to be upset if you go and say – well, we're going to get the best guard in the draft, mm-hmm. you know, Quentin Nelson, or we're going to get the best defensive end in the draft, Bradley Chubb. I mean, they're sitting at this spot where they very realistically, 10 years down the line, could have drafted the best player in this draft mm-hmm. um, because two of the most talented players are going to be there because everyone's obsessed with quarterbacks. Or
1: God forbid, and everyone's going to get mad I say this, God forbid for some reason Saquon falls to six. For some sure. reason the Browns go defense and well it's not John it's not Elway that goes and like John Elway goes, Yeah, we got rid of CJ Anderson, but I don't need to replace him with I mean Saquon. Let,
2: let's say that they the Browns take Bradley Chubb and let's say mm-hmm. the the Broncos still take Quentin Nelson because they say what's a running back gonna do if we then, don't have a
1: line. Then Saquon could be at the cold. Yeah, right? it's not unrealistic.
2: Which, which at that point It'd be surprising, but it's not at unrealistic. At that point I
1: am jumping off the trade down the Team Trade Down wagon, I'm going to take
2: Saquon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping on the pick Saquon boat if, well, because one's a train, one's a boat. Um, mm-hmm. The draft Saquon boat. Naturally, if that's yeah. the case. But right now I'm on tre- Team Trade Down mainly because, for me, it's because of who I have them mocked. I have Bradley Chubb mocked there. So if you can get, and that's the thing, what are they going to get for this? Because you think about it, they moved back three picks already. And what they got from the Jets were two second rounds this year mm-hmm. and a second round next year on top of that sixth pick that they yeah. hold right now.
2: This next part is going to be partly inspired by something that happened in our full MVP Most Podcast you draft. Can check out on our YouTube. Draft. Yeah, so check that out on, on YouTube, definitely. Um, but this is partially inspired by that. Do the Patriots... Because it's been talked about the Patriots for once, trade trading up, up for Josh Rosen. Could they trade up to get Josh Rosen? They number could. six overall. And I want to throw this out there just for the fun of it: mm-hmm. might that trade involve Gronk? No, because just I the other day, picks. just the other day, they were saying Gronk most likely getting traded. Now the people are questioning the the validity validity of the person who said it, mm-hmm. um, but who he did claims. Say it? He has a podcast. I don't. Oh, okay. It's no one that I really knew, but he is so a verified person.
1: And here's here's the general rule of thumb with me: unless it's Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, I don't believe it. Unless it's Rap yeah. Sheet or Shefty, I don't believe it.
2: There's a few of them where you'll get you know you're specific. This person knows the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This person knows the Raiders. You know things like that. It's like
1: basketball. If it's not a Woj bomb, I'm I'm not believing it unless I see Woj tweet about mm-hmm. it.
2: I just think it would be uh, kind of fun to see something crazy like that mm-hmm. happen. Um, but yeah, I, I am not a, a huge believer in the Patriots being able to trade up this far. Um, I feel like they, if they were to trade up for Josh Rosen, it would be if they kind of see him falling a little bit. But unfortunately, the Dolphins and Bills are sitting there at 11 and 12, mm-hmm. and they might jump on him.
1: Yeah, and I mean, for me, like, the teams that I see trading up, the Patriots, I don't really see it, only because what would that price be to move up from 23 would be that first pick for the Patriots all the way to number
2: 6? For sure it has to be both your first rounds this year, not to mention probably a first round next year.
1: Which, if I'm a Colts fan, great. Give me that because at that point, if I'm looking off of my mock draft with some of the needs that you have— you could definitely take a wide receiver with one of those. You could probably take a DJ Moore at twenty-three; he'd be available for that. But otherwise, it's like linebacker. All right, it, decide, it Like it depends on if a Leighton vanderach falls or if a um, Howard or Harold Landry falls. Does a Cortland Sutton fall and you have him going all the way down into that? Does a Calvin Ridley fall that far? There's definitely players there. For me, I wonder, though, the real option is what team is going to swap with them and give them seconds and thirds and give them later round picks. Because, like, you look at the Colts now, because of what they were able to do, the way I kind of map it out is if with no trades, obviously, all right, we're going to go Bradley Chubb with our pick at six, but then in the second I can go ahead and get – my possible running back, my wide receiver to help out T.Y. Hilton. Maybe a cornerback will be there because that pool is really deep. Maybe like if an Isaiah Wynn falls, who Kyle really likes, from the outcast, I could grab one of those because they have two early and then they have one in the middle right there in the second round.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I personally would love to see the Colts go for the cornerback position Mm -hmm. in that one because there is some of those prime guys that will – uh, be first-level talent, you know, first-round talent, but it well, just I mean, slipped out. Well,
1: I mean, not to spoil anything with the mock draft yeah. we did, but one of the guys I have them taking in the second, you really like, because you drafted
2: him, Mike Hughes. I love Mike Hughes. Yeah, Mike Hughes is one of my favorite cornerbacks in the draft. I, I definitely, and I'm— you know, we had the discussion, and we're going to mm-hmm. reference it again, the most valuable podcast <laughs> mock draft that you can check out. Uh, you know, we had that discussion of, you know, who people might have above him, but uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of my top guys for sure. Now,
1: I want to ask you this because we kind of touched it, but let's go into detail with it. Mm-hmm. If you had to give odds of the three quarterback teams, yeah, who trades up with the Colts if you had to pick between Dolphins, Bills, And Cardinals, what are your percentages on
2: each? Well, I I really think it would be the Bills that would be my go-to team to do it because they're the ones that have the most capital to do it. True. You know, they have two first rounds, uh, two first-round picks they Mm -hmm. can do. You know, they honestly, with 12 and 22, it probably isn't going to take that much more for them to get up to six. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, my my piece of the pie here, I guess, I'm going to give a full whopping 80% of it to the bills mm-hmm. and i'm gonna split the 10 for the cardinals and uh i guess anybody else who well, might want somebody
1: for me i would say obviously the bills are the team mm-hmm. that would be for me it would be i'm gonna go 75 percent bills then i'm gonna go with five percent dolphins the rest of it, which I think would be twenty if I'm doing my math correctly, seventy-five, yep. five, eighty. Yeah, twenty for the Cardinals. Because the Dolphins to me, I don't like quarterbacks not a huge need for me. Yeah. I don't have like I don't want to give up picks. To me, the to Dolphins take that are not
2: a trade up and get a quarterback. They are a oh Josh Rosenfeld to us. We'll draft oh, we'll him. We'll draft him. Or um, Baker Mayfield or you cause know, like, whoever. Because
1: even looking at the Dolphins, they pretty much They pretty much have all their picks except no fifth, two fourths, and two sevenths. So it's like they don't have that same kind of capital Mm -hmm. that the Jets had to do it. But the Bills, they have two firsts to work with. And the thing that with the Bills that would be, because I was trying to do this a little bit playing GM, do they have to give up both firsts? Or could they say, you know what, we'll do a similar deal that the— Which deal would you do if you were the Bills? Mm -hmm. Would you give up both of your firsts, the 12th and the 22nd? Or would you do a deal that is closer to what the Jets did? Where it's like, all right, we'll give you the 12th overall and we'll swap the firsts. But then I will give you both of my second rounds.
2: My personal opinion when it comes to training draft picks too. Is I want to avoid doing future picks as much Mm -hmm. as possible. I don't want to mess up next year's draft. Because here's the thing. When you aren't drafting players Mm -hmm. in a draft you're losing chunks of your yeah. team. You're using losing that young talent so your team gets old.
1: Like how the Texans could have had the fourth overall pick.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh and which would be incredibly helpful. Of course, I don't really blame the, the Texans because it looks like DeSean their quarterback Watcher. is really good. Um but if you're one of these teams where you miss out, you know, because I'm wearing a Chicago Bears hat, I have to put it on my, you know, I had to put it on myself and say when the Bears missed out on multiple years of first mm-hmm. round picks because of Jay Cutler that really hurt the team. Mm -hmm. That really hurt the team because there was quality talent that just was missing because they didn't have a chance to go for it. And you're not
1: getting younger. You're just getting older.
2: Exactly. And then one day that kind of goes against you.
1: What if we're taking futures out and it's just the 12th? And then because they do have two seconds. They have the 53rd and the 56th.
2: Well, yeah, of course I'd rather give up my seconds than a first Mm -hmm. if I can. If I can give up two seconds instead of a first, yeah, for sure. Now – I'm on the
1: I'm almost on the other side of it to where I would you l- want to
2: make more picks even if they're lower
1: yes. rounds. Yes. And the re- the reason why and maybe this is because I mean the thing that I love is go check it out by the way on com. I love that I went through the full 7-round mock draft for the first time because it gives you a different perspective of the draft and it gives you a different perspective of how deep Things are, And the one thing with the Bills is, obviously, if you're trading up for your quarterback, this doesn't really affect it, but the thing that might make the Bills want to trade up with the Colts is the news that we're going to talk about later to end the podcast about the Chargers, but I'll mention it here a little bit. The rumor is that the Chargers are targeting a quarterback in the second round, and that that quarterback is Mason Rudolph. If I'm the Bills, I'm going, oh, shit, i got to take a quarterback then in the first. Yeah. Because the Chargers are, what, one, two, three, four, five picks ahead of me in the second. So either I have to move ahead of them in the second, which is doable. I have two seconds. So I could maybe make a trade with the Cardinals, give them my two seconds, trade for that second.
2: Mm -hmm. Assuming that the Chargers aren't trying to trade up as well. Exactly.
1: Or I can say, screw it. Josh Rosen's avi- – I'm just throwing out Josh Rosen because we mentioned um, people are saying he's going to slide. Screw it. I can just trade up for Josh Rosen here, give up my 12th, and then either the first or the seconds, whichever way the Bills are planning on going I with mean, it. in
2: my eyes, you obviously would rather have Josh Rosen than Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Um. You know, is it going to be worth it? You know, would you rather get a wide receiver or something like that to, in the first round if you – I mean, honestly, they could be the first – wants to take a wide receiver if they really want to get a weapon for him mm-hmm. um there's a lot of options and stuff like that uh they might be the first team to take a tackle you know mm-hmm. uh, there's quite a bit of options. although i guess richie incognito unretired himself so who knows what the <laughs> hell's going on there um but you know right now they might decide we want more mm-hmm. uh but if it becomes a yeah i lose a pick or two but i get josh rosen as per- as opposed mm-hmm. to mason rudolph i'll take josh rosen
1: Because it's funny because, I mean, basically the top six quarterbacks on my board Mm -hmm. have all visited with the Bills. Allen, Darnold, Jackson, Mayfield, Rosen, Rudolph, all of them have visited with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are saying we're going to
2: get one of these guys, right? Yeah,
1: we're going to get one of them. The thing is, it'll probably have to be either Lamar Jackson, unless they trade up Lamar Jackson at 12, or Mason Rudolph in the second or late first, depending on when they want to— Pull that trigger. Yeah. Any other team that you see being, this team could trade up. Whether it's for a quarterback, whether it's for yeah, anything.
2: really, I don't think so. I mean, unless there's you know, unless John Gruden's in love with somebody that he really wants to mm-hmm. get, or Lynch is in love with somebody that he wants to get. You know, really, I think if it's not one of these quarterback teams, it's got to be Chicago. They're the team that trades up. Is really that. That's simple. The
1: only one that I'm thinking that they didn't did they didn't trade up in the Kevin White draft, right?
2: Ah, uh, no. I think they sat there and they just took him.
1: But that was be that was only because that was Ryan Pace's first year.
2: It was so his he, first so year, wasn't, and so he
1: wasn't being they worked out for him. They it.
2: wanted the guy, and they he fell to him.
1: But how how has that panned out? We're not going to get into that. But, hey,
2: maybe this year, you know.
1: But I mean, the Raiders are interesting though, because I mean, not really. Getting into it, but like they need a core. Like they could be a team that's sitting there going, "Hey, we really need a cornerback." The Bucks and the Bears both need a cornerback. Hey, I like this Denzel Ward kid. Yeah. Let's go and take like Denzel. Like if it's non-quarterback, Denzel Ward's the trade target then depen- for six.
2: Yeah, and it depends on which one you guys, uh their guys mm-hmm. like. If they are like, yeah, Denzel Ward, he's good, but man, that Josh Jackson kid. You yeah, because he's going to be there.
1: Well, and yeah, that's also like if it falls back, but then it decides like with the Raiders, where it's like, all right, if they, like if we stay, at no, that's Penn, what I'm saying
2: for the Raiders. Yeah. Like Josh Jackson will be there. if exactly. They like him better.
1: But if you don't get Denzel at six, then it's the whole debate of do we go, do we go Roquan Smith here, Roquan or Edmonds, depending on who the Niners take, or do we go corner and which one of these positions could we get later? Like yeah. that's the whole. Mind thought here. Any final thoughts before we move on into the Eagles and their draft?
2: Um, no, just just basically that for all the talk about the Colts trading, mm-hmm. I also want to say don't be surprised to people, Colts fans especially, don't be surprised if they don't. They because could they're going to have they so, could just gonna some there. really great options at number 6.
1: They could just sit there, take a Bradley Chubb, take a Quentin Nelson, take a Saquon Barkley, take whoever the hell, Quentin Nelson, uh, or not Quentin Nelson, um, Denzel Ward, whoever, Could be there at 6 for them. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what team are you on. Do you want the Colts just to stay there, make their pick? Are you a part of me right now? Hashtag team trade down. Let me know what you guys think. Well, let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. Let's move on, though, into those Philadelphia Eagles who... There's some news going on. Well, two fronts of the news front, if I use the word front too many times. So there is news coming out in two ways. So the first one from that NFL.com article I referenced earlier, number two on that list says Cortland Sutton could be the first wide receiver drafted, which I don't know about your mock draft because I'm not looking at yours. I'm just looking at mine. That is true for my mock draft. He was the first wide receiver to go off the board for me. The other news on the other front is that the Philadelphia Eagles are showing the most interest in Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton had come out and said that the Eagles really liked him after his visit in Philadelphia. So because of these two things, Cortland Sutton is the first receiver off the board. The first wide receiver is not going to be at 32 so that means if the Eagles want him, they have to trade up. So, Mark, I'm going to ask you, will the Eagles trade up for Cortland Sutton?
2: I'd be surprised if they did, personally. I mean, If we're, if, if we're going to believe that teams just absolutely are loving him mm-hmm. and all these teams are He's saying so. He's tall and
1: has ball skills. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. But
2: that's what I'm saying. If we're believing that all these mm-hmm. teams out there really, really love him, Is 32 going to go and do something for it? I mean, because we're saying they, and that's the topic here. They have to trade up. But if all these teams are saying we love him, if that's the truth, Mm -hmm. there are teams in the top 10 that could use a quarterback. I'm not saying he's going top 10. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that I don't see him either falling to 32 or falling into a range where the Eagles feel comfortable trading up to go get him because they have other needs besides wide receiver.
1: Well, here's the thing that I'm looking at is Mm -hmm. Eagle fans look at me when I say this. Don't get your heart set on Cortland Sutton being in an Eagles jersey. And the reason why I say that is the way I'm thinking about it. And of course, I'm not the end all be all. I've been wrong before in the past. But how I feel like things are going to work is if Cortland Sutton is there for like if Cortland Sutton is there for the Ravens. Although I didn't have him go in my mock draft, if he is there for the Ravens, he will be a Raven. However, I know in my mock draft I had Rashawn Evans go there, but I have a feeling I could be wrong with that pick. Cortland Sutton could be a Raven. That means for Eagle fans, you've got to jump. There's two parts to this. First, you've got to jump. From 32 to at least 15, because the uh, Ravens sit at 16. That's a big jump. Yep. Second off, let's look at some of the teams that are there. The Cardinals, they're not going to be looking to trade back. They're looking to trade up. The Packers, we usually don't see them trade back in drafts. And could to be, be fair, the Packers could use a wide receiver. They could. They could also take a wide receiver. The Redskins, who we talked about in the Des Bryant thing, I don't see them drafting a wide receiver in the first, but they could, and that just makes that trade gap bigger. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the Bills. The Bills are looking to trade up. Then the Dolphins, that it's getting bigger. You're not trading up from 32 to the top 10, so I just end it there. That's the thing that I think kills this in the bud is the Eagles might really love him, but in order to get him, they need a lot to happen. For me, what they probably need is a team like the Colts to trade back with, like, a Arizona, a Buffalo, so that they can try to, because the Colts, if they trade back twice, you can get them to trade back a third time. You can do that, especially with the whole accumulating picks. The thing is, for Philadelphia, do you want them to do that? Because there's a two-side of it. We mentioned in the Des Bryant when I think we did, they have the lowest cap space. Like you said, they need to make some cuts just to sign their draftees that they get. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of it too. Hey, let's give give these draft picks to this team to move up cuz we don't have the money for them anyways. If we just have the mo- like then we just need to get the money to sign this one guy. Or not, you're not just going to come out with one guy, so but maybe. lesser than what you yeah. would have.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible, especially if you're saying, we don't have a lot of money, let's we'll just go get the guy that we mm-hmm. really want. Um, you know, It's funny to talk about that with the Eagles, too, because there's so many stories, feel-good stories over the offseason of the Eagles are doing this, so that way they can make sure this guy gets a bonus. The Eagles mm-hmm. are doing that, You know, things like this. Um, but it's interesting to me to think about the Eagles in this case because I really can't imagine them trading up. Uh, for, for Sutton. And, you know, I just sit there and I think of this, you know, the comments that, that he's making stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, the Eagles, they really loved me. I'm like, one of my cousins thinks my grandparent, like he was my grandparents' <laughs> favorite cousin. But he wasn't. And everybody in the world knew he wasn't. Everybody yeah. laughed at that. Well, you was, know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything for the guy to be like, yeah, they really did love me. It was
1: like my sister for a while, man, I'm grandpa's favorite where every other cousin would look and just go. No, that's Ricky.
2: You're not to say <laughs> you're on the bottom of the totem pole. You know, and to to reference the Colts for your your crazy trade mm-hmm. down, three's a little much. I yeah. At some point you sit there and say, We gotta make a pick one here, of these days, right?
1: Here, here's the thing though. What if it's not the Colts? What if it is the Cardinals at fifteen? I know they just signed Glennon, they just signed Sam Bradford. Could the Eagles try to use Nick Foles as a trading chip? to trade up I to doubt it. Sutton.
2: Not if you got Sam Bradford. I mean, Sam Bradford, Nick Foles. I know that Nick but, Foles is a Super Bowl MVP, but there's not really that much of a difference between so, those two guys.
1: But if you're telling me you're going to get Nick Foles and another and swapping first, so you're still going to get a first this draft.
2: I don't want to invite that kind of animosity into my into my uh, locker room. Why
1: does it have to be animosity? Because you don't think I science... drafting
2: a quarterback would not inf- No, would because Sam that? Bradford will know his role of I am the mentor to this quarterback. Unless he loses the job. Which is his fault. <laughs> but if you give Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP Nick mm-hmm. Foles, you put him in there, all of a sudden Sam Bradford goes, wait a minute, I thought this was my job. I'm not competing with Mike Glennon. I know I'm not competing with Mike Glennon. I will or, have to compete with Nick. Foles. Unless
1: Mike Glennon is the case Keenum in Arizona.
2: I hope so. <laughs> well, that involves, of course, Bradford having to get injured. Yes. So, I mean, Bradford that's gets
1: injured. Glennon then becomes really good. Yeah, I just
2: think you can't. I mean, I totally think that Nick Foles is a great bargaining chip, but not for the Cardinals.
1: I just think it's too big. Like, no, if you're talking Calvin Ridley. Uh huh. Then yeah, like because that to me is like, a, oh, I'm trading up ten picks to the Bills at twenty two. Yeah, that is a lot much manageable of a trade up than halfway through the first round.
2: I still think Calvin Ridley more likely goes above. You Portland think so?
1: Well, what about that? You. Why do you think Calvin Ridley will be the first wide receiver off the board?
2: I mean, we're, we're talking about the size and stuff like that of Courtland Sutton, <laughs> but no one until this week has ever said that Calvin Ridley will go after Courtland Sutton. It's not happening at
1: all. I mean, I've had Calvin Ridley behind Courtland Sutton. I was for a literally while. just
2: about to say, <laughs> you have one or two people out there, sure. Everybody says something. There's yeah. somebody out there that has Leighton Van Der Esch as the number one overall player. I pick. mean, I'm just saying, like, for a while, I've had. Portland but Sutton it is has number been one. a complete consensus overall that that uh Calvin Ridley is the number one wide receiver off the board
1: now i'm in, now, the, I'm, now the, I'm interested the people to see have what just our been falling
2: been. off on Calvin Ridley a little bit but mm-hmm. i really once again i think i might have said this already in a podcast but i feel like it's a mock drafters kind of thing we are falling off of him the actual people who are making the picks are not going to fall so, off of
1: him so let's put it this way Just with Calvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton. I'll give you the numbers. We had it.
2: Yep. So the
1: first mock draft, of course, the order was a lot different. Both you and I had Calvin Ridley in the top ten, first wide receiver off the board. Cortland Sutton was the second wide receiver off my board at 21. He was the third wide receiver off your board at 21. Mock draft number two, Calvin Ridley was still the number one guy. He was still in the top ten. Cortland Sutton was my number two at 14. Cortland Sutton was your number three at 24. Then going to 3.0, we still had Calvin Ridley in the top 10 at this point. I know
2: I will always have him as my number one for
1: sure. Being the number one, I had Cortland Sutton back at 16 as my number two. You had Cortland Sutton as your number three, so nothing has changed. Then the 4.0 came. You had Calvin Ridley still in the top 10 as your number one overall. This is where I had the flip. I had Cortland Sutton at 15, being my first wide receiver off the board. Calvin Ridley then fell to 19 and was my second. And then the last one that we just did, obviously, I had Cortland Sutton number one wide receiver at 19, Calvin Ridley at 22. You had them a little closer, the closest you've ever had them, Ridley at 22, Sutton at 24. Yeah. So, like you've said, you've always had Calvin Ridley as your number one wide receiver. Yeah, and I,
2: I still, I mean, and it could be a surprise. Who knows? But I still think that he is kind of seen as that really reliable Mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver. Where Sutton, a lot of what people like about Sutton is the size, you know, and he's got ball skills. I'm not saying that he's not a good wide receiver. People just purely like the size. Um, And I don't know if the NFL execs are going to purely and scouts are purely going to go off of. Well, he's big well, and another, you know, he, he's got a good catch radius
1: and another big thing. And I know that there will be commenters that roast me for saying this, but I'm still going to say it. I'll ask you this. And I know uh-huh. that college like college games, you might not have watched as much as the NFL games for your side. But how many people do you think were really paying attention to SMU football during the season? Unless Nobody. they were an
2: SMU fan. There's probably about like four. Yeah, people out there that are
1: like, I'm paying attention to everybody, and yeah, that's another thing that I think. I know for me, it was the case where all throughout the regular season, oh yeah, Ridley's my number one because I'm hearing about Alabama, I am seeing Alabama each and every week. How many times do we go out and go into those lower guys during the season? An SMU that mm-hmm. isn't in the college football race isn't. Anywhere near the Power Five way of doing it. Then we get into the draft process. We see the Combine. We see Pro Days. We see more of these individual guys that we didn't see play. And you start to go, oh, crap. I like this guy a little bit more than that guy. That plays into it as well. Whereas people start to see these guys from, and I mean, SMU's not a real small school, but I'm going to say smaller school that... Alabama, the only thing for me that's kind of the difference is for Calvin Ridley, I wonder if right away, like, yeah, he's got the speed. Yeah, he's got the, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He can be your one or two wide receiver, but I wonder if he's going to take some time to do that. For me, I wonder if Calvin Ridley's going to be, hey, I'm going to put you in the slot. You're not the biggest guy. You're about 189, foot. I'm going to put you in the slot, let you work with that route running, get open, catch the ball in space, and then work with that speed. Whereas Cortland Sutton is, you're big, you're tall, you're fast, you've got ball skills, just run down the field. I'll throw it up to you and go get it.
2: Sure, and all of course, is going to depend on what, what the team wants and mm-hmm. what team is going to be the first one to, to draft a exactly, or a wide receiver. I mean, you would have a, a situation where like, let's say, you know, you're just thinking about some of these teams. Let's say like a 49ers. They're the first mm-hmm. team that's really going to go for it. Um, I'm looking
1: for like a Cortland Sutton.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to want a little bit of that taller guy who will just go down the field. Um, you know, where some of these other teams out there, they might not, want that because they don't necessarily need I'll, that. I'll use this as the example.
1: And it, it was actually something that I changed right before I finished my seven round mock draft. In the second I had, because the Ravens went with inside linebacker, they needed a wide receiver and also the Panthers needed a wide receiver. Had the Ravens go with a guy like James Washington because, oh, he's a guy that can take the top off the defense and can benefit from having Joe Flacco as his quarterback. Whereas the Panthers, yeah, we need a wide receiver, but I've got Torrey Smith. I've got guys. I'm going to take a Christian Kirk that I can shove right there in the slot Mm -hmm. and have him work as that smaller wide receiver in a spot that works for him.
2: Yeah, exactly. It all depends. I do want to point one thing out, though. I think it's funny because, you know, like you said, this article on Mm NFL.com is really what inspired this. But it is funny to me, though, that we're like, yeah, Courtney Sutton could be the first wide receiver. The last sentence here— it wouldn't shock me if he ended up being the first wide receiver off the board.
1: Meaning, there's not a lot of confidence. There.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not a lot of confidence. It's just that people like him, but it's you know it's not likely to happen in, in mm-hmm. my eyes. So, and that's my thought.
1: Well, and for me, it all comes down to again is like look at the order as well in the first round, and look at the teams. Look at the teams that need wide receivers. The first one to me, the Packers. Just look at it this way. If Let's say for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. let's say if they need an outside guy, they're going to go with Sutton. If they need more of a slot kind of guy, go with Ridley. Or if they need a hybrid, you can say, make your point. For the Packers, if they had to choose between the two, which one do you think would fit their offense better, Sutton or Ridley?
2: Um, I don't know. I almost feel like they might be better off. Because they could take either. I would say Sutton. I'm only actually going to say Ridley for them,
1: because he fits more of a role that Jordy Nelson had.
2: Yeah, and, and that—that's actually what I've been trying to kind of look past a little bit of mine. They don't want to just replace Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that certainly helps. And the good thing with a team like the Packers is they don't really need a guy who just can you know take the top off of a team because. Yeah. I mean, one Aaron Rodgers can do that with anybody, but two Aaron Rodgers is one of those mm-hmm. guys who he's going to get there and he's going to pick apart the pick apart the team in his head.
1: Yeah, for me, I would take like t- I would be sitting there back and forth. Ah, which one do we want? Which one do we take? But I would lean Cortland Sutton only because looking at the other guys, Randall Cobb, Adams, Gmo, Geronimo Allison was kind of fitting that role a little <laughs> bit for them. Sutton just does it better to work. I'm going to be a deep threat for you guys. So the other guys can kind of do what they do and get open. The next one would be the Ravens. I think this is easy where they would benefit more from a Corland mm-hmm. Sutton. than Well, a Calvin do you think Ridley. about the
2: glory days for, for Joe Flacco, when he had Smith. somebody you can exactly just throw it up and let him go get it.
1: Like there was, I'm still picturing, I, I can't remember. I think it was Torrey Smith where it was the Sunday night game where his brother had died in a motorcycle accident, like the week before and I just remember Joe Flacco just lining it up, lofting it up there, just puts out the hands right into the bread basket, yep. and the speed just took him off into the end zone. The next one after that would probably be the Cowboys. What would you say? Would they need a Sutton or a Ridley?
2: Uh, they probably. I mean, I guess you'd probably want more of the guy who can take it off the
1: because they, Col- of they have a cold. They have a yeah. cold Beasley that can work in the middle, so they'd be more of a Sutton. Then the Panthers, like I said, they would be a Calvin Ridley guy because they would need a, a guy who could work in the middle and be more of a route runner. And then after that, the Jaguars. The Jaguars could go with anything. They lost <laughs> Allen Hurts, they lost <laughs> Allen
2: Robinson. The Jaguars need everything uh, for wide receivers. They're kind of starting over on that side. Um, it, yeah, I mean, certainly teams help. But there's also the flip side, too, of some of these teams. Let's say we say you know that the Ravens really would want Cortland Sutton, but they're mm-hmm. sitting there going, No, we want Calvin Ridley. Yeah, These teams might just say, that guy's not our number one. This Mm -hmm. guy is. So it doesn't necessarily matter. And sometimes these teams, they don't care about the need. They don't care about the fit necessarily. They want the guy. They're saying, this guy's got talent. We want him. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all it is.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly it. And then lastly, the Eagles, which apparently— Yet again, so supposedly they really, they really like uh Cortland Sutton. That's what Cortland says. So, really, and that could also mm-hmm. be like, do you think that's a little bit of a power play where Cortland Sutton? Hey, I'm gonna like it, makes me think back to the line that I heard Colin Cowherd say, and it's kind of true in some senses where he was talking about LeBron James in the past and he said, Okay, this information came out about LeBron, did it leak out? Or did LeBron want it to leak out? Mm -hmm. Is there an ulterior motive with this? Is this a Cortland Sutton just talking and just being a loose cannon? Or is this a little bit of an ulterior motive? If I say, oh, this team likes me, maybe one of those teams ahead of the Eagles goes, oh, they really like him. What if they trade up?
2: I, I actually like where you're going with it. But I don't like it if you're talking about the 32nd team mm-hmm. in the draft. Uh, if you said that about, you know, let's say the Packers the or something like maybe, that. maybe, the No, see, Panthers. it can't be somebody low. It has to be somebody high. If you okay. say about someone high, then it's like, you know, so – I'm a, I'm a top So you're talent.
1: saying, say it about the Packers so the team like the Niners takes you.
2: If you say it about the last team of the first round, then I'm getting the impression that you're scared you're not a first rounder. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to trick people into taking you in the first round because you want to be a first rounder. You don't want to be okay. a second rounder. That's that's the appearance it would give to me of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you really want to put that? Uh, hey guys, the very last team of the of the first round wants me, so you better get me in the first round.
1: Which really, some would say, hey, as long as you get drafted in the NFL draft, you get drafted, right? You can get paid. Man, doesn't so. matter doesn't matter where you get drafted or doesn't matter when you get drafted. It's just a matter of fact that you got drafted that yeah. you're in the NFL. Some guys don't even get drafted and you you have, have to sign what, those.
2: less than one percent of people who played football. Yeah. Get drafted in the NFL.
1: However, some of them can be like James Harrison and uh, be an unsigned free agent, be out of league for two years, and then be one of the greatest linebackers that we've ever seen in this game. Any final thoughts on the Eagles and Cortland Sutton?
2: Uh, I'd be very surprised if they trade up.
1: Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Will the Eagles trade up for Cortland Sutton? Where do you see Cortland Sutton going? Let us know down below in that comment section. Well, Mark, let's end the podcast looking at a team that we love to talk about. We love to bolt up here. I know yeah. you love to bolt up. Usually when we give our predictions and everything, Mark's the guy that wants to give yeah. the Chargers I prediction. always have high
2: hopes for the Chargers.
1: We're talking about the Chargers, though, because it. the rumor is with the Chargers that they're looking for a quarterback. They're going to look for a quarterback in round two of the NFL draft. And there's also another article that has – Philip Rivers kind of talking about the Chargers eventually drafting his replacement. And one of the things that he said, he looks at and he says, I think that Chargers GM, that team president and coach Anthony Lynn, these guys know my desire to keep going and hopefully play at a high level for a handful of more years. But at the same time, shoot as in organization, You've got to prepare for down the road. If the right guy is there that they see fit, at some point they're going to have to make that decision, end quote. And the rumors say that the guy that the Chargers are looking at is Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, the guy, of course, they could look at Luke Falk in the second. They could also look at Richmond's Kyle Luletta. But Mason Rudolph looks like he could be the guy right there for the Chargers. I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. first off, what do you think about the Chargers looking for a quarterback in the second round for sure?
2: Um nothing's well, for sure yeah, but the, I think that they they obviously have to. I mean they gotta look they gotta be willing to take a quarterback in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say the first or second round is in case a Lamar
1: Jackson or s- Kyle Rudolph. Yeah.
2: Or Lamar Jackson or if amazingly enough, Josh Rosen falls, it's not yeah. gonna happen. I meant but to say but Josh. Amazingly Rosen, enough.
1: I said Kyle Rudolph, he's not gonna be in this draft, he's gonna be on my Minnesota Vikings still. <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> he might switch and decide to play quarterback now, and somehow end up in the draft. Yeah, uh, you just hey, you can write his name on the card. No, you can do it. Uh, but you know I, they have to be willing to do it because if there's a guy that they like, you know they they have to do their homework on these quarterbacks and mm-hmm. put them in the order that they are willing to say. And if one of these guys is available in the first round that they want, and there's not some of those other guys that they're like, no, we have to have this guy instead. Then they got to be willing to do it. Uh, now I'm not saying that Mason Rudolph they should take him at what are they 17 or 16 overall. Um, I'm not saying that's what should happen because it's not what should happen. Uh, but they need to be willing to in case they really like Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson somehow is made it past Still there. the the Dolphins, the Bills, the Cardinals, then they need to be willing to take take that. Um, same thing with number you know in the second round. They really have to be willing to because there's gonna be some teams out there. There are we are about to enter a new era of quarterbacks, and we already mm. entered it, but like we're about to really be in it. Because what you look you at Tom Brady, Big Ben, Drew Brees, Matt all, Ryan's getting up there. All getting older. Yep, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning. These are the core, the big name quarterbacks of our, you know, recent years, and they're all about to be gone. Do you, you say Drew say Drew Brees? Yep. Okay. They're all about to be gone in the next three or four years, and they are all te- on teams that need to draft a quarterback.
1: Yeah, and the thing that's interesting too is there's a lot of team. There's a lot of teams that I think in this draft need quarterbacks and could pass on them in the first round. Where, like mm-hmm. I said um, earlier this podcast, the Bills could do so. Originally, I had Mason Rudolph going to the Bills in the second round because I thought that. At 12, it's definitely a reach. And even at 22, I thought it was kind of a reach for them to go Mason Rudolph. But you just look at the second round, and the Chargers have the 17th overall pick. Their second rounder is actually the 16th pick, which would be the 48th overall. You look at the teams that are ahead of them that could need a quarterback. Cardinals are right above them. If they didn't go one in the first for some reason— they could look for one in the second. But the Cardinals are that interesting team, I will say, that if there's any quarterback-needy team that I think could pass on a quarterback altogether, it could be the Cardinals. Well, they Just got be- Sam Bradford. And Mike Lennon. They, went, they got Sam Bradford. They went ahead and signed two to where they have a starter and a yeah. backup to where let's not draft a guy this year unless we know for sure he is the guy. For yeah. us. They I can mean, they, kick that they certainly down the road.
2: will draft some quarterback, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be terribly surprising if it's a fourth round, fifth round quarterback.
1: Or I wouldn't be surprised if they say, hey, they get to the fifth round. They go, you know what? I don't really I'm not in love with any of these guys. We'll just sign an undrafted guy, see how it works out.
2: They could, yeah. I mean, you assume that they they have these two quarterbacks. They want to put somebody in that kind of emergency Mm -hmm. type of quarterback role or just mentoring type of role.
1: I mean, the Vikings were different because we had Teddy Bridgewater Mm -hmm. um, two years ago. But it's like when we signed Joel Stavi out of uh, Wisconsin as the undrafted free agent just to be there, Mm -hmm. just to fill that spot. Of course, Cardinals in a little bit of a different situation because they don't have that Teddy Bridgewater. but So the Cardinals are right above them. The Redskins I'm going to throw out there because they're an interesting one to where they don't need a quarterback, but everyone's saying that later rounds they could go for a quarterback to just sit behind Alex Smith. Yeah. question is, second round, do they pull that trigger? The Dolphins, if the Dolphins don't take one in the first, do they take one in the second to be like, hey, we're going to light a fire under Tannehill a little bit, then you have the Broncos, who are two picks above that. They could definitely go with a quarterback in the second. And then finally it would be the Giants or Browns if for some reason they didn't. The Browns for sure, but the Giants, if they didn't go quarterback in the first, do they go one with the second overall pick on they day two?
2: Yeah, and you know you, you got to think about some of these other teams too. There could very likely— A trade-up. Uh yeah, exactly. Be one of these teams that are later, maybe it's like a, a Steelers or mm-hmm. a Patriots or something like that who work their way up into the top of the second. You know, maybe not the the very end of the first, although it's certainly possible that somebody, you know, could either trade up into the uh beginning of the first round or, mm-hmm. you know, Patriots are at the end of the first round. Maybe they could take their guy if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some of these things here where you can't just sit there and say at 16 in the second round, we'll be able to get Mason Rudolph. Cause I don't really think you will. Well,
1: do you think here, I'll ask this. Do you think the chargers, cause the rumor is Mason Rudolph's the guy. However, do you think a, that Rudolph is the guy or that the chargers could sit there and go, you know what? We're just going to let it play out like it does. And whether a Luke Falk, a Mason Rudolph, or a Kyle Luletta are there, we're just going to take whichever one's available too.
2: Well, it very easily could be a little bit of a smokescreen of like, you know, yeah, Mason Rudolph is great, but we really like Luke Falk. You mm-hmm. know, that's the guy we really like, but we want people to think we like this one. So that way they'll go if they want him, they'll go and get him. They'll be like, oh, shoot, they're interested, too. We yeah. got to get him. Yeah, it could easily just be a smokescreen for sure. Um, smoke screen for the second round, I mean, whatever, but uh, it's totally possible. It wouldn't surprise me in that case if it's kind of just the they really like somebody else, but I'm sure that, you know, they're going to do their homework on all these guys and see which ones are good options for them. I actually think Mason Rudolph is a great option for them. You know, I think of the teams that he could translate well into mm-hmm. with what his skill set is now and then build off of it. His kind of Criticism is that air raid offense stigma. Um, But I think that's okay to go to the Chargers.
1: Well, and he's a guy, Mason Rudolph, and the reason why people are saying it could be him is if you look at the prospects that have met with the Chargers, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Mason Rudolph. So to me, that says, hey, we're doing our due diligence. We're going to meet with all the top five guys because we could possibly trade up if we want to or if one of them falls. Just like the Chiefs
2: did last year. Exactly.
1: Or if one of them falls at 17, I want to know what they're doing so that I can possibly have an informed decision on whether or not to take them at 17. The interesting thing is that Mason Rudolph's the only one outside of that. They didn't meet with the Luke Falk. They didn't meet with a Kyle Luleta, and it's not one of those things where you're going to meet with every single quarterback on the list. You've got to kind of spread it out because they also met with like an Equiminius St. Brown, a Vita Vea, a Malik Jackson from Texas who could be a third round, second, third Mm -hmm. round talent in the draft. I find it interesting, though, that Mason Rudolph is the only other quarterback because to me it says, all right. We'll make a decision if one of the top five guys are us, but if not, Mason Rudolph could be our guy in round two.
2: Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is that, you know, you don't have a meeting with a third, fourth-round quarterback. You don't do it. It's just, what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a project type of guy. You'll work with him. Yeah. What they're saying, I think, in that case is they are sitting there saying, let's meet with all the first potential first-round quarterbacks. Because and they just met with all, Yeah, they just met with all the potential first round quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as people don't want to see six quarterbacks go, uh Mason Rudolph very realistically could go in the first round. Is it gonna happen? The odds are it won't, but it's definitely possible that which, it would happen.
1: Which just to show the other side of it, and of course, this is also, I think, a little bit of uh who their head coach is too. But on this NFL.com kind of tracker. The team that has the 10th overall pick, the Oakland Raiders, of course they don't need a quarterback. Guess how many of the top prospects are associated with the Raiders?
2: Oh, I'm sure all of them. Oh, no. They've met with— He hasn't been meeting with the, everybody.
1: The ones that they have listed here, Terrell Crosby, offensive tackle, Oregon, who I've got as a second, third-round guy, um, Malik, Je- Malik Jefferson, linebacker from Texas, Vita Vea, Washington.
2: Interesting. I'm surprised he's just not doing his homework.
1: Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you've got the Broncos, of course, every quarterback under the sun. Yeah. Every quarterback under the sun is there, the same ones that we've been listening, listing, as well as some wide receivers and some running backs. Here's a question that I think I'll backtrack to. Is the second round the right spot for the Chargers? is, Is it wise for them, or is it wise for the news to come out that, The second round is where we're going to go. Like, or if you were a Charger fan, would you be sitting there going, no, if you don't get one of the first round guys, just we've got Mm Philip Rivers. Take one in the third and fourth. Well,
2: I mean, I wouldn't wait till the third and the fourth because, yes, you have Philip Rivers, but you're not going to have Philip Rivers for very long.
1: I I mean, the third round, you can still people have found guys in the third round.
2: The third a round, few people have found people in the third round the
1: third round I would say if your guy is there or one of the guys that you've been looking at the third round it depends is a good what one.
2: what level of quality you want yeah I mean just on average third round quarterbacks are not that successful in the NFL true I mean there's also
1: the I'm gonna hate that I bring this up there's also the Tom Brady, were you can hit the He's needle in the haystack,
2: one of the only, yeah, I know, in the sixth round to be successful. I mean, the, unfortunately, that's just the reality. Just, when you look at actual statistics and actual numbers, mm-hmm. first round quarterbacks far and away are more six are more. I should I shouldn't say more likely to be successful, mm-hmm. but more first round quarterbacks are successful what than I'm, any other round. What I'm saying is
1: there's no science to this. Just because the mm-hmm. Chargers, yeah. Draft a quarterback in the second
2: round doesn't mean he's
1: going to pan out.
2: If a quarterback is good and he's in a good situation Mm -hmm. and there's good coaches and he doesn't get injured, then he'll be good. That's just, I mean, Mm -hmm. like you said, there is no science. It's just if the right things fall into place, it'll work out.
1: It's also a little bit of the attitude, too. Like like Ryan Leaf at the time, I know he's completely different than he was back then, but Uh he wasn't the right headspace to be successful in the NFL. To
2: gamble, though, and just say that, you know well, We'll get a guy in the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know that's okay when your quarterback's twenty nine years old. It's less okay when your quarterback is in his mid to late thirties. Let's say,
1: let's say not the fourth. Let's say the third. Let's mm-hmm. just say, should Charger fans be sitting there going, and if you don't get that guy in the first or trade up for that guy?
2: Don't do it in the second. Do it in the the, third. The hard thing is they're not going to get a guy in the first. We know that for sure. Unless they trade up. Yeah, unless they they trade up, which they definitely could. They're not going to get the guy in the first.
1: Which means they'll probably have to give up their second and maybe their third.
2: Yeah. Yeah. To do it uh, in the second round, I think it depends on what the teams are that took quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Because if everybody gets a quarter, if six quarterbacks go in the first round, then you sit there and go, well, no one's probably going to go in the second round as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can wait till the third. But if there's going to be guys like Mason Rudolph or something there available in the second, I think you got to go do it. And it really just comes down to the players that are available. Because if you're waiting and you're going to let a guy like Rudolph or a guy like Luke Fulk, who maybe could squeeze into the second, um, then you're waiting for that third crop level of talent, you're in a really bad spot. Here's the thing then that you th- might as well just not draft a quarterback. Here's the
1: thing I think that I'll play into it, too. And with my Chargers seven round mock draft, I spoiler alert, did not have them go with one of these guys, which maybe they should have picked up one of them throughout the draft. But I did not have them pick up a single offensive lineman in the draft. And I know that some people said, oh, well, they don't really need to, but really they should look at the tackle position yeah. um, at some point. That's one thing that I think will play into this is what how I think it'll play out is what defensive position will you value in the first? Will it be a Derwin James? Will it be a defensive tackle, like maybe a Vita he Falls, a Duran Payne, a Moe Hurst? Or will it be a linebacker, a Rashawn Evans that falls? A um Really, he would be the only one. Maybe a Leighton Vander Esch, but really the inside linebacker guy would be the Rashawn Evans. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it becomes what do we val- How highly do we value the quarterback? I think that, and I know this goes against my mock draft, it's just kind of how things fell out with different ones. I think that offensive tackle should be prioritized in the second or the third. Um, yet again, depending how things fall, also will change that. To me, I don't really think that—I don't think the Chargers have to necessarily prioritize quarterback in the second round. And the reason why I say that is because Philip Rivers, like you said from the quote earlier that I mentioned, of course, quarterbacks can say whatever they want. Yeah, Teams have their own thought processes, and Philip Rivers knows this. How much also is this— Philip Rivers threatening to retire because of the move to LA. Because remember, there was a whole, there was that whole thing. But is the organization like, hey, you know what? Just in case, I don't think so. That just popped into my mind. I don't think there's any just in case he
2: retires because we moved to LA. He's 36 years old. Mm -hmm. It's just in case he retires because his career's over.
1: True. Also, he's like you said, I want to play for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Do you gamble it and say? Let's get that quarterback next year. Let, you, let's draft that. Could, guy next I mean, year. it all
2: depends on the way the board works out. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Mason Rudolph is their guy, if they're kind of like, eh, yeah, all right, Cause then what, you pass.
1: Because again, I hate to use him as the example because he's at the top, but mm-hmm. Tom Brady, LeBron James in the NBA, prime examples of guys nowadays mm-hmm. doing so much more. And I don't know exactly what. Phillip Rivers is doing. I don't talk to him every day. But guys have so much knowledge and so much available to them now to keep their bodies fresh. Like, look at, like, how many people thought that Tom Brady would be playing as old as he is? Tom Brady? Tom Brady. He was the only one. He said he's going to play another 10 years. He's going to play till he's 50. But Mm -hmm. because of that, I think that the Chargers could, if they wanted to hey, you know what, we're going to prioritize this need first. Yeah. If I get a quarterback later, that's great. But if not, we'll just focus it's on possible. getting that guy next year.
2: I mean, Philip Rivers, he's a family man, so mm-hmm. it's not like he's going out doing anything stupid. He's not True. going out and, you know, getting drunk all the time, going and partying mm-hmm. or anything like that, doing anything reckless. He's, he's not gronk. He's got, what, like seven kids? I think uh, so. He's a little busy, I think, <laughs> when he gets home. Um, with, yeah, that,
1: with that bolo time.
2: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, he's 36 years old, so... You know, people talk about the magical cliff. I'm not necessarily, you know, going to harp on that side, but there is the potential of, you know, he completed more passes last year. Eight he children. through less touchdowns, but less interceptions as well. He had more yards last year, you know, so there is no sign that he has slowed down, but... Potentially, this could be the year. And if I'm the GM, if I'm the Well, injury owner, can happen at
1: any time. Yeah.
2: If I'm a head coach, I'm going to sit there and say, I love Phillip Rivers. We are not kicking him mm-hmm. out the door. But I want to be prepared in case he does leave or he does get hurt. You know, be- At this point, you just have to do your kind of insurance policy.
1: Before we end the segment, I want to ask you this. Prediction time. Yep. Second round pick rolls around for the Chargers what will the pick be either? You can say uh-huh. what quarterback it'll be because they didn't go at a quarterback in the first round, or you can say, no, we did this in the first round. So this is why it's not a quarterback.
2: Um, I don't think it'll be a quarterback in the second round because I think there's a better chance. Mason Rudolph goes in the first round.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: or at the very, very top of the second round. So
1: you don't think they take a Luke Falker or a Kyle Luletta in the second if no, Rudolph
2: does go? I don't think they'll have to. I think they'll be able to get one of those guys in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that those guys are really people who are going to pan out uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL. But um, I would say if the Chargers draft a quarterback who is going to be seen as the heir apparent, um not some guy in the 3rd, 4th, 5th round. It's going to be because they traded up day 1. Mm-hmm. I think that's more likely that they followed the Kansas City Chiefs plan and just say, "Hey, we traded up and got Baker Mayfield," you know. Baker- and then
1: Philip Rivers went to the New York Giants yeah, or right. went to the no, NFC. East. I
2: actually I actually think if they did something like that, they would say, you know, and I use Baker Mayfield as the example one because I think he potentially mm-hmm. would be there in a spot they could trade up, but two because he's a guy they can say, Baker, you sit. This is Philip Rivers. This is his team. He's going to go out there and play. And if maybe they trade him next year or something like that, I don't know. Um, and then he
1: played for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Well, then they'll win a Super Bowl, (laughs) so maybe that'll work out pretty well then. But yeah, I think it's more likely they trade up in the first, Mm -hmm. although I say more likely. I don't think it's really going to happen, but I think it's more likely then that they get Mason Rudolph in the second.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stay with my my mock draft. I have him in the second round going with Mason Rudolph. I'm going to say that because, I'll be honest, the way I see things falling out, I don't see a team like the Bills or anything or anyone taking Mason Rudolph in the first. And I don't see quarterback teams like the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Cardinals. I don't see them taking a Mason Rudolph in the second round. I see them prioritizing other needs ahead of that. To me, the Broncos are the most interesting one because right now how I did my full mock draft was I took them by their word. And that's probably something that some people are like, you're stupid because they don't think— um, Case Keenum is the guy, but I'm taking them by their word. That's why I didn't have them go with a quarterback. Well, you in had the first, a good example
2: in the city you live in last year of <laughs> Mike Lennon's our guy. Trade up for a quarterback,
1: and then uh, Mitch started sooner rather than later. Same thing, kind of with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs let the long play go out with that one. They didn't bench uh, Alex Smith until after the playoffs and after they lost, but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Want to thank Christian for being on this podcast, supporting us at patreon.com backslash most podcast. If you want to be like Christian, check out our Patreon page link down below in the description. Also, if you want an MVP t-shirt, that link also down below. In the description, mostvalvepodcast.com, that's where you can catch my full seven-round mock draft in article form, as well as everything for MVP each and every day. Last but not least, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on iTunes, go and give the Onside Kick a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. I want to thank you guys for listening on YouTube, Well, watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast.